Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. coffee giveaway that I did with Dr. Will from Horizon Fibroids. I always call him doctor, but uh, David Gorman, known as the Gormanator of insurance because he gets you the best deals and rates on auto insurance. Teamed up with those guys, did a $500 fall giveaway, including an MCM crossbody handbag, which I hated to send out. Hate to part with. I want to wear it. Anyway, the winners, and then it was a $50 gift card and like a whole bunch of coffee things um, that were curated by my girl, AJ. So like endless thermal coffee mugs and creamers and a coffee body spray. Anyhow, all that. Uh, The winners, by the way, Sabrina, shout out to you. She won the $50 Bloomingdale's second chance prize, which was when you shared the giveaway. And then Lydia was our big prize winner. So she got the MCM handbag. So congrats to them. Also, I want to thank David Gorman Insurance and RNG Insurance 
RNG insurance. As I mentioned, if you want to save big on car insurance, Dan and I worked with him. 20 bucks a month we saved. We're now under $100 a month for our car insurance and we have full coverage. Yeah, don't wait. Even if you're not in the DC region, they service 30 states nationwide. Hit their website, randgsurance.com. Also, before we get to Monique Samuels, my friend, one of the stars of Real Housewives of Potomac, she has been trending nonstop nationwide with our girl Candace. And I, I mean, I love Candace too. So Candace Dillard Bassett's also going to be on this podcast. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say. But before I get to that Monique interview too, I want to thank Barry Harley Photography. Barry is a friend of mine. He's an architectural photographer in the D.C. region. So if you need photos of your business, maybe you have a bakery, maybe you have an office space that you're looking to rent, maybe you have an auto shop that you want to feature, Barry is your guy. He's got reasonable rates and beautiful photography. He's worked with the best and he's a Marriott-approved photographer. Don't wait. Book Barry today. Go to Barry Harley. Harley.com, his website, sign up and find out his great rates and also just make your business shine, which is so important on social media, your website and beyond. BarryHarley.com. Okay, my girl Monique Samuel sat down with me over the weekend for this very revealing interview. You actually got access to it first if you're a member of my Patreon family, which is patreon.com slash the Sarah Fraser show. And it's pretty juicy. Oh boy. Is she still working out with that trainer that was at the center of the cheating rumors of her marriage? I asked her all about that. How she moved forward with Candace. Has she spoken to Candace? What's she going to say to Candace at the reunion? And also she has some thoughts on Giselle Bryant. So she and Giselle Bryant are definitely feuding. And you probably have seen that Giselle is back with her ex. So how many kids does he really have? You know, I need to know these details. Anyway, all that right now with Monique Samuels. I am so honored. I get to call you a friend and I get to be a fan. And I, you know, I feel like I get a little bit of a perspective because I can kind of stand back and see everything. And I know you personally. So Monique Samuels is here from Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes, I'm happy to be back. Y'all know, look, Sarah is like my podcast whisperer. She has helped me so much with my own podcast and giving me direction. And so I'm always grateful and I'm just always happy to be on your show. Well, Ditto, I'm grateful for you because you've also put me on your live shows and given me great exposure and we'll get into it. But actually, I was a part of your live show that went down like a week after you had that incident with Candace. And, yeah. you know, I want to talk about that because I got to see just how emotionally and physically upset you were. And I think a lot of the public doesn't hasn't seen that side. So right. we'll get into all that. But I was saying to you, are you okay? How are you feeling? Because you guys, everybody and their mother is talking about this season, Real Housewives of Potomac. I feel like yeah. you all have solidified your fame. I feel like you are taking people are saying you guys are more interesting than like one minute of Beverly Hills. So tell how I know it's such a tough season for you because you're like at the epicenter. But how are you feeling? You know, I feel really good. I feel like I've grown so much in the year that's gone by. Um, I feel like the the whole pandemic was a little blessing in disguise. It gave us all a little extra time to uh, kind of move forward in our own journeys. And I did some real healing last year. I did not take this fight lightly. I had a therapist. I spoke with my pastor. I spoke with my goddad. I spoke with my family. And I really got to the root of what the issue is. And I dealt with it. And because of that, I'm able to move forward and look on Sundays at the show when it airs as entertainment. 
and not be so affected by it where I get so caught up in my emotions all over again. I right. feel completely over it. I've moved forward. I've healed. Okay. And I'm you know. so, so, Monique, what was the root of the issue? Because there are there remains tons of rumors that essentially, you know, this all sparked from Candace continuing to spread rumors that Sharice had started about your marriage, an alleged affair, which you have come out and said is absolutely not true. But right. OK, so what why do you think this happened? What did you learn about yourself? OK, so we have two situations going on here. We have um, the fight itself, which to me was a moment where I was triggered. So when I say the root of it, I was very much triggered and I had to go and figure out what triggered me. I had to go deep, deep into my childhood and figure out things that happened in my childhood that caused things to be triggers. And I don't want to reveal too much about that because you will see it as the season progresses. Okay. The other thing that's going on here is people are very confused as to why I was so upset that Candace would invite Sharice to our first all cast event and did not give me a heads up. The reason why is because I had a friend of 14 years who started these crazy lies because she was mad at me. And she created these lies and went specifically to other housewives and production in an attempt to get on the show and along with her information. Well, she was not asked to be on the show, but now her information is available to be on the show. The rumor that Giselle speaks about, which she's never said to my face, she does it in the confessionals. She's a little confessional gangster. And of course, this is the one about the this trainer, right? This this whole right. trainer. And then they, you know, these terrible rumors that they're saying your youngest son isn't cri- like I'm like, who has the audacity to say that crap? So but That's, yeah. That started with my friend of 14 years. She called Candace. Candace was the first person she talked to. Candace entertained her for two hours on the phone. Then she ended up, Candace ended up giving this friend, ex-friend, Sharice's phone number. And then she talked to Sharice. And then from there, she made her way around the whole group. Sharice was also helping to facilitate these rumors. The rumor was that she started was that I was having an affair with my trainer and that my pregnancy was that of the trainer and not my husband. How nasty is that? But here's another thing that she said that was very nasty. She said that my my pregnancy that resulted in miscarriage in 2017, she said that that was not a miscarriage, but that I had an abortion because I had an affair with this trainer who I didn't even know in 2017. Me and my husband started training at the gym at the same time in 2018. So Hmm. the lies are all over the place. But the reason why on the show I kept saying I don't want to talk about it is because that's how nasty the rumors are. Also, why would I want to introduce my child into the show and allow these women to talk about my child? So I had to make the choice. Do I bring this to the show and address all of these women about this? Or do I play it cool, keep smiling, invite you over, do what I need to do and protect my child's name? And that's what I chose and had no idea that Candace would then invite the very person who's been helping facilitate all of this mess to our first all cast event. Oh, my God. I mean, there's a million things to unpack here. Okay, when when Chris first heard about these, because I think they paint, and I don't know if there's any truth to this, but I feel like they paint this year that you and Chris are having marital issues. I don't know if that was true last year or not. No. Okay, so, but do you feel that way? I feel like they've kind of set it up that you guys are distant. 
let me put it like this. Chris and I have tons of issues. All marriages do. Totally. But infidelity is not one of them. <laughs> that one's I've off the list. Saying, Listen, I've been getting the same D for 15 years and I am just fine with it. <laughs> now, okay. This poor trainer, by the way. Now, do you guys still work out with him or did you have to fire him basically because like, hey, look, we like you, but we can't be associated with you. No. And that's another interesting story. I, okay, when I stopped working out at the gym with this trainer, it's because we found out we were pregnant. Uh, I was still training and we had to tell my trainer that, hey, we're pregnant. Don't tell anybody because we're not ready to tell people. But my trainer needed to know because I have to now make modifications to the workout. The last day that I trained, I went to uh, get an ultrasound, confirmed the pregnancy, Checked on the baby. It was an early ultrasound. I was eight weeks pregnant with Chase. The baby's healthy. They discovered I had what you call a subchorionic hemorrhage. So that means that the placenta was tearing from, from the wall, the uterine wall. And what that means is the baby's healthy. But if that placenta tears completely from the wall, I lose the whole pregnancy. Baby's gone. So my doctor put me on a very strict bed rest. I had uh, two tears, one on each side. My placenta was hanging on by a thread. Hmm. My doctor said, listen, this is important. He said, you need to stay off your feet. He said, you can no longer work out. You can no longer have sex. He said, I need you to be horizontal. He said, you cannot pick up your kids. He said, don't even, he said, you need to just sit back and relax and let Chris handle everything and take care of you. He said, because any slight move, any stress or strain could cause that to tear. And we don't want that. After that, every two weeks for the next almost two months, I had to keep going to get another ultrasound to check and see what progress was made with my healing. And it didn't heal for, I think I had total three ultrasounds. And then finally it started to heal right. and still would not clear me to work out in that capacity anymore. He told me, if anything, you can go back to doing pure bar. He said, but I still want you to wait a few more weeks. And then he cleared me to do pure bar because it's not an aggressive workout. It's mainly just like body weight. You're not using any weights and things like that. So that's what he cleared me for. So what they did was they used the fact that I was no longer at the gym as a, uh, a reason to back whatever they were trying to start. Oh, she's not working out anymore. You know what I'm saying? So they, yeah. they manipulated the entire situation, but they had no clue what I was dealing with. I almost lost my child. Mm. Well, and like I said, you know, you and I are friends outside of the show and I, uh, you were kind enough to have me on your live show at City Winery a week after this happened. And when I saw you, I, I had no idea, you know, but I think, I don't know if it was a producer, but someone had mentioned like something about a blog. Have you seen this story? I was like, no. Anyway, but you had lost 10 pounds. You were so emotionally upset. You spoke about it at the live show. So yeah. how long do you feel like it took you? Because I thought you, I gave you so much credit because it seemed like you were so sad and upset that day. How long do you feel like it took you to really kind of get to this place where you can watch it as entertainment? And you had said this, I think, before we started recording, but to forgive Candace, forgive yourself. How long was the process? Months. Really? Yeah. Months. It took a very long time. Um, it got it. And you kind of go through those stages the same way you do when you mourn something, you know, it's like you blame yourself, you beat yourself up and then you start blaming the other person. And then you kind of want to get away and avoid owning what you did. 
Um, so it's like you go back and forth and then you finally get to that place of peace and understanding through therapy, through counseling, through talking about it, through doing that work and doing some deep soul searching. And then you finally get to that place where you're like, okay, there's acceptance. Here we are. I've accepted what I've done. I've forgiven the other person. I've forgiven myself and I've completely let it go. And the tip of the iceberg for me, letting that go, I'm a creative person. I do music. I write music. And that was literally what my therapist, this wasn't on camera. My therapist suggested, she said, why don't you write about it? And I said, you know what? I will. And I wrote a song about what I felt in that moment. I wrote a song about who I am as a person, reminding myself of what I stand for. And then to get people to listen to it, I named the drag queens. <laughs> perfect. Perfect name. Play on words, you know, but Everything in that song is not about the fight or any one in particular person. It is about who I am, what I stand for, and how I roll as a person. Okay, now tell me this, because I, I had heard too, you and Candace have not spoken since since the fight. Now, the, the criminal, all criminal charges was, were dropped back in December, January, whatever it was. So is that still true? You guys have, ne- you still haven't talked? I've not talked to her. Um, wow. And I don't plan to talk to her until we get to the reunion where we're face to face. I'm not going to talk wow. to her through Twitter, through social media and all of those different outlets. And, you know, so I'll let her keep talking and doing all that she has to say. But she's doing even more damage. So it's like we had the fight and now she's doing so much. Her and her attorney went on a whole press tour talking about the fight and the charges and all of these different things. Um, she at one point wanted a civil suit. Her attorney threatened my attorney by saying he wanted money. Um, then she's been talking badly about me in her uh, Instagram stories and her lives and saying that I'm an unfit parent and I'm mentally unstable. And I mean, just ugly stuff. And right. I'm like, this sucks. This is coming from a person whose mom diagnosed her as being bipolar when she was a kid. I can't really expect anything better from her at this point. So, oh my God, are you nervous? Does- <laughs> therapist say you're supposed to say at the reunion i'm like sweating for you and we're not even there yet like i don't know what are you guys gonna without even talking to my therapist i just know that i'm ready to just tell my truth tell my side get things out i've been showing ownership and taking accountability for my actions i'll do that and i am excited about the reunion it's like you finally get to address everything that you've seen and everything that people have been saying about you behind the scenes that they just can't say to your face um, and you get to address it all. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it as I do every reunion. Now, tell me that I have my own thoughts on this. But, you, you know, a lot of people have made a huge deal and saying that you all made black women look bad by by fight and and you know i'm like guys there's been historic housewives fights in new jersey i mean no one ever i guess people did say oh they're they seem like they're from new jersey but you know i know that 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 stereotype is out there about black women being angry and and you know i know you have a bigger burden than we do as someone who's white but how did you feel about that i just felt like that's like a whole nother extra burden for you to carry so where are your thoughts with all that I'm not carrying that burden. At the end of the day, I am a human being before anything else. If you want to add color into the mix, to me, when you come up with these different stereotypes, there has to be the mindset of a person who's who's basically comparing you to those stereotypes, especially black women. They're the ones that are holding other people on a pedestal. I don't hold anybody on a pedestal but God. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to take the weight and the burden of a whole entire race and say that my actions are that of the whole entire population. And I do not give any 
uh, credibility to that stereotype. I'm not going to own that. I'm not going to accept that at all. So I am me and I feel as though the, the lesson for me and the example that I can give to other people is, hey, you make a mistake, you mess up, but here's how you pick yourself up and you keep going. Absolutely. Even the entire group is kicking you down. You know, I thought it was awesome. You've left all your comments on and you said, you know, hey, I, I, I own it. I'm, you know, I'm a work in progress. I'm leaving all my comments on. What's been the hardest one to what have been the hardest ones to take? Because people have brought up everything from Mama Samuels, how she was right. Oh, really? to, yes, if you've seen that, like they were like, Mama Samuels called it. And it's like, what? Okay, like, so people, I don't know, maybe you don't read them, you know, but it's been everything from yeah the race, like you guys making black women look bad to Mama Samuels was right to, you know, um, I have empathy for Candace or, you know, so what have there been any that are like hard to read or you don't read them? I haven't read them. I <laughs> like, I'll just keep scrolling on by. And I wanted people to have the opportunity to go ahead and express themselves and to get it out, have the conversation and talk to each other about whatever you think. I'm not going to turn the comments off. I, I'm, I'm not that um, bothered by other people's thoughts or opinions of me because I've gone through the process and I know how the end of the road looks. They are only going off of what they see on TV. They're gathering whatever it is that they feel as though they witnessed. And then they're comparing themselves and how they think they would react in a situation. And that is okay. And I'm fine with it. So I know who I am. And to me, that's all that matters is so long as I know who I am and my family knows who I am and we all love each other and we're good. And that's, that's all that I could expect. And, and what did Mama Samuel say? Did she call you and say you should have taken that heifer down even more? What, what, did, what did Mama Samuel, like, you know, what did, what did she say? You know what? We've not talked about the fight. We okay. haven't talked about it. Yeah, but you know what? She's the mom of, well, let me tell you something about Mama Samuels. She is the mother of four men. Mama Samuels grew up with a bunch of men around her, uncles and everything else. So she was scrapping a long time ago, you know, so oh, I know. she never once said anything bad. She never once tried to put me down. She she just it, it's just nothing. It's just like, OK, well, move forward. I mean, I want to organize a charity fight between Mama Samuels and Candace's mom and just <laughs> see, you know, I, I mean, my money's on Mama Samuels. I mean, I'm going to oh, be honest. I'm <laughs> just saying. Look, Mama Samuels, get that back brace on. You don't want to mess with her. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, okay, we, we've talked a lot about that, and I know it's been a defining moment, but there's so many other angles. And by the way, have Ashley and Michael Darby, they should be sending you flowers. Have they sent you flowers <laughs> and said, thank you for taking all the light off of Michael, making Michael uh, look great? Have they sent you anything? No, no, but they did send me a bottle of Ace of Spades when Chase was born. So that was very nice. Um, oh, perfect. But no, they have not. But that is so that is so crazy how literally in that moment we're having this huge revelation about Ashley and her marriage. And then, bam, this happens and everybody forgets about it. I mean, if I were Michael Darby, I'd be kissing your feet. I'd be buying you, Chris, anything you wanted. I mean, oh. it's like all of a sudden we don't care about their threesomes. And, you know, they're him in a hotel room nude. I mean, they must love you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who would know? There's, Who would know? Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I want to know this part, too. Tell me about Chris and Chris. Are they speaking? So they have not spoken for a long time until 
Candace decided to go live on her Instagram and she revealed the whole plot that was happening behind the scenes between her and Giselle and Robin. And she mentioned my child's name. My oh. husband called her husband and cussed him the F out. He was very pissed. And that's why we ended up going live, me and my husband, on our page uh, to address everything that Candace had revealed so that we could tell the story as it really happened and put the entire thing out there because Candace kind of opened her mouth and, and exposed some things. And what was, I mean, you know, because certainly on the show, it, Chris Samuels and Chris Bassett seem like good friends. What was Chris Bassett's response to your Chris calling him? He apologized and he said, Chris, 100% right. My husband said, listen, kids are off limits. My husband, he said, my wife has never had your children in her mouth and she's never discussed your children in any capacity. He said, so why would your wife go on her Instagram live and talk about our child? Nobody asked her to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I know the kids are aligned, you know, because they're just so innocent. They can't do anything. And then they got to go to school and hear it. And yeah, all that. They did not ask for this. They did not sign up for this. And that's my job to protect my children. Yes. Okay, tell me this. I adore Karen Huger. I really do. Do you think, but there's another marriage that looks like it is on the rocks, honey. Are Karen and Ray together? How is it going? They're fine. They are. (sighs) This is something that happens in marriage. When you've been married long enough, You know that marriage is like a season. You go through different seasons of when you're clicking and and everything is bliss. And then you have seasons where you're just completely busy. Then there are seasons where you're not hearing each other. So it's normal. It's normal. I think so many times people look to social media for examples of marriage and all they're getting is a facade. You're getting all these beautiful pictures of how bliss it is, but nobody's talking about the struggles and difficulties, which is reason why I was so open about even having a conversation with Chris when we sat in my living room and I told him, hey, I need some help. And we had that conversation because that is something that we struggle with in our marriage. It's like sometimes he feels like he's doing a lot. I feel like I'm doing more. And then we bump heads. And then he feels like, hey, I brought this lifestyle to the table and I broke my back to make this money to be able to have the lifestyle that we have. And I'm looking at him like, well, I'm busting my work, doing all of the I'm busting my tail doing all the work to make this house into a home to make sure the kids have everything they need. So it is equal. Sometimes we just don't hear each other and it sounds like we're attacking each other. And we had to get to a point where we put our boxing gloves down and said, all right, let's just reevaluate, take a step back, breathe and figure out how do we respect each other in the roles in our marriage and as parents. Well, I love it. And and poor Ray, you know, he says all the wrong things, you know? I mean, and even at your live show, I think at one point, Karen said something like, do you love me? And he goes, well, most days. And it was like, the audience was like, no, Ray, Ray, what? I adore Ray. He, I, oh my God. They have a great yeah. dynamic, but it's like they yeah. managed to capture him, Like the, you know, last, whatever, two episodes ago, they were, you know, doing the love therapist or whatever. And he's like, well, I think I'm still in love with you. And he did that yeah. on your live show. It was hysterical, but I'm glad. Their marriage is an institution. I I was worried, are they still together? But they're going strong. They're doing just fine. And they are showing us exactly what marriage 20 years plus in looks like. You know, so you go through those moments. And what I love about Ray and what I respect about him is that he has been honest in what he felt at that moment. And a lot of times people can't do that. And it actually makes you go even deeper off of a cliff when you're having marital issues. So the fact that he could be honest, and I love the way that Karen said, 
I hear you, but I don't have to like what you just said. And she had to basically step away and figure out how am I going to deal with this realization? And then they'll work together, I'm sure, to bring it all back together and they'll be fine. That's knowledge. Um, Okay, the other storyline that I find so fascinating is Giselle back with Jamal, you know, who just, I know, I I just feel like, oh my God, why? I I feel like she could do so much better. And it's like this low self-esteem moment. And her dad, oh my God, I think her dad is just such a class act. And then, you know, whatever, two episodes ago when he was just like, I can't, I can't sit here with this guy who's got six or seven baby mamas, Um, you know. But what's, okay, what is the truth with them? Are they still together even though, I mean, because you guys stopped shooting whatever almost a year ago or something so are they still together i'm sure they're still pretending they're together but at the end of the day this is the thing you got to understand you keep saying i feel like giselle can do so much better but the question is really can she what is she offering exactly (laughs) neck and stove pipe legs who wants that are you talking to any of the women okay do you and karen still talk right yeah, I talked to Karen and Ashley. You talked to Karen? Oh, my God. This, yes, yes. It's but no, getting funny, so good. Watching her dad has only confirmed. I had put out a tweet, and Andy even brought it up on Watch What Happens Live, where he said, Monique is saying that y'all aren't in a real relationship. And um, I have plenty of receipts on that. And also, what it appears to be is that daddy was playing along. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. 
Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Maybe he was told to play along. And then when he got that mic up off of him and thought it wasn't recording anymore, he said, I'm through with this facade, this fraudulence, all of this fakeness. I don't like it. And he told how he really felt because he said, I'm not playing along with this narrative anymore. Now, what is the rumor on the street? I hear the rumor on the street is that Jamal has six children. Is that true? I don't know. It's a rumor. Okay. And, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that her dad, for him to say six or seven baby moms, how do we know he doesn't have 10 babies? <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? What did you guys hear when you were shooting in production? Because I also hear there's a lot of contention that Jamal has a restaurant for, you know, his three daughters with Giselle, but not for the other kids. Is any of that true? I have no idea. But the truth always has a way of coming out. So if you're going to take care of one child and she said that he takes care of all of his children, then I guess we will see other restaurants popping up all over the globe to, uh, you know, support all of those babies that might be strolled out all over the place at all the churches he visits when he's on tour preaching. Oh, my God. I just I, I love this season. I love, you know, it's fun because I get to know you in real life. Um, but OK, girl, this is the thing. What is up with that fucking bird? I mean, now, I I, my heart broke when he went outside and flew up in the tree. I was heartbroken for you. I was like, oh my God, please let this thing come back. But what, that scene with Wendy, when he flies into, the bird makes the whole season. But what? Yes, he does. He said, who is my competition? He said, who is this newbie? Let me go get her. Let me take the champion flu. I'm snapping that. <laughs> when that flew for that bird flew into oh, her face and she was freaking out. It was so good. Now, what do you keep it on now? Do you have like a leash on its leg? I mean, I'm so worried about this thing. You no, know, he, he wears a harness. So in that picture right there, he has a harness on. And normally he always has his harness on. That particular day when he flew off, he was unleashed. My stupid self had him outside without a leash on. It was just a dumb human moment. Something scared him. And he took off and he flew higher than he had ever flown before and probably just did not know how to come down. 
I was completely I know. devastated. I stayed outside until 2 a.m. waiting for my bird. And um, luckily, we take him for walks throughout the neighborhood. So he was very familiar with his territory. And I believe that is the reason he was able to fly back. Oh, thank God. I mean, poor T'Challa. I swear to God, I thought, oh, my God, he's going to be like a fox snack. And we're going to hear that horrible ending to this. But thank God he flew oh. back. I was so glad. I was like, oh, my God, this is tragic. And Monique, I know, I, I know I've heard you say you always wanted a bird. But wh- why did you always want a bird? I've always been a bird lover. First of all, I'm an animal lover. You yeah. give me a raccoon, I will bring it in my house <laughs> and take care of it. There was a deer that fell into our pond. We rescued it and brought the deer inside the house until the mama came back looking for it. I rescue all kinds of animals. I used to rescue birds when I was younger. My great aunt had a macaw. My great uncle had a pet shop. Oh. I animals. My mom had a monkey when she was growing up. Um, all of my family were avid animal lovers. So I did not realize the viewers didn't realize that about me. So anybody who follows me on social media knows they'll see me, you know, having random videos, uh, looking at animals and picking up frogs and doing all kinds of stuff. Your mom had, what kind of monkey did your mom have? She had a chimp. You are, oh my God. Was this when you were little? These things can like maul your face off. No, my mom was young. She was a, she was a kid. Yeah. She was a kid. Yeah. Oh my God. What happened to the chimp? Did they have, did it eventually have to get too big? They had to give it away. What happened? They had to give it away. They had to give it away. Um, he used to, she said that he used to torture her, her dad, um, because she knew her dad didn't like him and he would climb the drapes and he would throw <laughs> bananas and all kind of food at her dad. And he was like, I'm sick of this monkey and it has to go. Oh my God. Okay. What animal, if you could get another animal, what would you get next? I would get a dog. Okay. That's you want a dog. I've been working on the dog because Chris said no to a dog. Um, and then he said yes to a bird. So that's why I ran and got a bird before he could change his mind. <laughs> oh my God. I, I want to talk about your book, your podcast, but I do want to ask you, you know, big, you know, Chris obviously played for the Washington football team. Now the Washington football team was the Redskins. When you guys heard that news, cause that was very big news that they changed the name when Dan Snyder had proclaimed he would never change it. How did Chris feel by the way about that? What, what was your thoughts? Cause you guys, you know, help make that franchise. Yeah, he definitely said he's over here showing off, waving his hands like he's so great right now. As he's walking by. Chris, I'm calling you out. Just walk by. But Chris, he was of the mindset that if the name is offending people, the right thing to do is to change it. So he was very excited about the change. Um, I have to retrain myself along with a lot of other people not to call it the Redskins anymore, to call it the Washington team. So that's been a little hard and I keep correcting myself, but, um, he was very happy and open with the change. I think he's about to join some type of committee where they are, um, you know, just discussing what they can do as a unit with former NFL players, current NFL players that are a part of the Washington team to make sure that these types of mistakes don't happen again. And I honestly believe that now that the name has been changed, they're going to win. Oh, you do. You yes. feel like it was that they needed to shift that type of energy. Yeah. I feel like whether it was, whether, whether the name was bad or good, the fact that they made a change, you're inviting new energy into the atmosphere. So I feel like they're going to start kicking some butt. Oh, God, that would be so good. Well, and Chris, by the way, is awesome on the show. He does such a great job. I mean, I loved the blowjob scene there when he was like, (laughs) that was so good. 
Of all the things he could imitate. Of all the things he could imitate. <laughs> so good. Really. Awesome. People uh, think that my husband is a sex addict because that's all he talks about is sex. And I'm like, yo, you get it like as often as you need it. Except for when I was pregnant. And then after I had the baby, he went a long time, poor thing. But I'm like, dude, can you stop talking about sex? People think that you're a sex addict right now. He's not a sex addict. He is okay, y'all. He is. Um, oh, by the way, why have we not seen a lot of of, of Juan Dixon? I feel like last year we saw a lot of Juan. And so what happened there? Did he just get tired of Michael trying to give him a blowjob? Or what happened? <laughs> I'm going to get so Ashley Tarby's going to be so mad at me. But I, I will say this. Um, Juan and my husband, they both uh, coach. You know, he's coaching football. Wine's coaching basketball. My husband's coaching football. We were in a filming season while they were busy in their careers. Okay. So that's why, even with Chris, he missed um, the opening all cast, which was the anniversary party, the cash bar anniversary party situation. Um, he missed that because he was coaching a game that night. So Chris missed out on a lot as well. And I believe Juan was in the same boat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, oh gosh, did something change or whatever? Cause you know, I, I think Juan's a great asset to it too. Um, all right. Let's talk about your fabulous podcast. Not for lazy moms. Great podcast. You've done live shows. It, the podcast is back, right? You're producing new episodes. Okay. Yeah. We released in October 6th. October. So October 6th is when you're dropping a new season. Yes. Okay. And what can we, what can we expect this season on Not For Lazy Moms? Oh, I'm so excited because every season I try to challenge myself to go deeper. And this season is all about changing your mindset when it comes to parenting relationships and all of those different things. And just making sure you're having more quality over quantity. So we're talking about some real stuff. And I want for us moms and dads out there to own up to when you have these emotions regarding your kids. We have this one topic that says, I love my kid, but I don't always like them. (laughs) It's a real emotion, you know? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the fact that kids are people. You know, we have amazing topics that we're gonna be discussing. We have one called Busy Being Unproductive. And it just talks about how sometimes you'll wake up, you'll go all day, and then at the end of the night, you feel like you've accomplished nothing. You'll sit back and think like, wait, how many times did I give my kiss, my kisses and hugs to my kids or to my husband? What did I do today? So how do you break out of that busy being unproductive and make your time more valuable and productive and worthwhile? Well, I love it. I love that you have a podcast. It is great to listen to. Your live shows are terrific. Um, so October 6th, that'll be back. And then you guys have a potty training book out. Yes. Yes. So, you know, and and actually, and you know what else I want to ask you too? I want to get your thoughts on Chrissy Teigen because that that happened. You've had a miscarriage. You know, I've had one. Um, When you, before we talk about the potty training book, when you saw that the other day, was that triggering for you? What'd you think? I thought it was just uh, so sad to follow that. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. I had to just scroll on by. I couldn't. Yeah, it was just like, and I actually talked about it on uh, Fox News in the morning, and that was the first time that I even addressed it. I haven't tweeted anything. I haven't said anything because it's just such a touchy thing, and it's just it just brings back all of these memories that are so hard to deal with. And I think one of the most difficult things when you do experience a miscarriage is the blame that you put on yourself. Oh, and, no. uh, It's just so hard. And then your spouse is trying their best to comfort you, to be there for you, to make you feel at whole, to give you that peace. And nothing they can do for a certain period of time really helps. No. And 
difficult. And the only thing that I can say is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You'll get through it. It's just going through it. It's so hard. It's hard to put into words. And it's just one of those unfortunate things that you just wish nobody has to go through. I know. And you do beat yourself up. And and the thing that I, because I've been following ever since she announced that she was pregnant with their third child. And I had the same thing. I had a dental surgery, you know, and I, and I had a negative pregnancy test. And then like a week after I had this, I was out, I was under, I had this whole surgery thing that I find out I was pregnant. And I know she did that with her breast removal surgery. And so even to this day, you still wonder, gosh, you know, did that trigger events that because, you know, you had anesthesia, it's so hard not to blame yourself. And I know you and Chris have been there. It's so hard. You never know. You never know. And you were so tough because I didn't even know you had miscarried around the time when we had the live podcast. You showed up, you showed out, you, um, you showed so much strength. That oh my day. God. I was so, and well, I found out I had a molar miscarriage a week after your live show. So we, I was like, I was like 12 weeks along. Um, a week later, I went after your live show because your live show was on a Saturday. Okay, that's right. Because we had the conversation and that's when you told me that you were pregnant. Okay, got it. Well, your co-host, Allie, was like, why is your hair purple? And I was like, well, I'm pregnant and I can't dye it yet. So I had sprayed this stuff and Allie's like, I think we need to get some other dye for you because your hair is looking purple. I'm like, oh, oh my God. No. I'm like, Allie, I'm pregnant. She's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then yes. literally a week later, I go for the high risk where they test for Down syndrome, everything. And that is when they told us, they said, you know, you are having a molar pregnancy and your baby is not going to make it. And it was just like, oh my God, all the things that, you know, you've been through and it, it, it was, yes, so difficult. So sorry. So. I'm just like, I just admire your strength because you've been like so open about your journey and women need to hear that. It is healing in speaking about it. It really is. There's healing in it. And I think women need to know the sadness, right? Like, even though you have three beautiful, healthy kids, you guys, it still is like, like you said, and me too, when I saw that, I started crying because it just brings up that memory, you know? And I think women need to hear that because we're in a society where it's still like, you should get over it, like, you know, move on, be grateful for what you have. And, you know, we are grateful for all those things, but it's still very painful. It is. It is. Tell me about the potty training book. I love this. When are we supposed to put our kids on the pot? Listen, as soon as they start sitting up and they're on solid food, I swear by the method, it worked three times for me. Um, But my book is called Potty Training Mommy and Daddy, and it's a guide for introducing infant potty training as early as six months old. I love it. When I say introducing, it's because it's an introduction. You are introducing the potty sooner than later, and then you won't have to go through the kid having fear of using the toilet. They'll always know what it's for. So many times we start potty training way too late and then our child is two years old and we're like, hey, why are you pooping and peeing on yourself? That's disgusting. And they're looking at you like, I've done this my whole life. What's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) a problem a month ago. (laughs) I know. know, It's hard to kind of retrain the child after they've been accustomed to going on themselves. So my whole thing is like, hey, maybe if we train the mom and dad from the start and they have this concept in their head very early on, they'll avoid some of the potty training nightmares that so many people go through. Um, well, I adore you. I, I I think you've been so brave this season. I think you guys have just solidified your franchise. I mean, just uh-huh. stake. And now let me ask you, I don't know if you can tell me the answer, but are you, are you going to come back for a season six or have you had it with this whole thing? Like, do you want to come back? 
if they'll have me back, I'll come back. You never know. They could say, all right, Monique, we're done with you. <laughs> you know, you I never know. know. You never know. I mean, I see I see a lot of OGs even being dismissed and some people even quitting. And you just never know. You don't know what they're looking for moving forward. So nobody's job is ever safe in reality TV. That's just what it is. Um, but if they welcome me back, then we'll cross that road when we get to it. Well, look, you and Chris have such a huge history anyway and, and a future in reality TV because you guys could almost be the black version of Joe Exotic if it doesn't work out on Bravo. <laughs> you, know, you could like start really out there in Potomac. You guys should. I mean, I could see Chris with a cowboy hat on. You guys with a menagerie of animals. I mean, there's so much you could do. Look, I adore you. I'm so lucky to call you a friend. Not for Lazy Moms is an amazing podcast. That's where you can purchase her book as well. Um, of course, Real Housewives of Potomac airs on Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Um, how many episodes do we have left, by the way? We just had one on Sunday. Then what do we have? Oh, gosh. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell oh, you okay. the total. I'm not sure if they released that. But what I do know is that three of those episodes I will not be on. So, yeah. So I have to let Why? people know better, um, because I did not go on the trip. I chose not to go okay. because I didn't feel comfortable going and I did not want to be in a space where majority of the people didn't want me around anyway. So I just was like, I don't want to go. I don't feel comfortable. Um, so I had some time off. Um, so yeah, so there will be three uh, episodes where I won't be featured. Um, and you know, I'll just take those weeks off from Twitter and, you know, <laughs> enjoy your life and, and keep grinding with my businesses, record some podcasts and keep it pushing. Okay. Well, I adore you. Hi to Chris. Hi to Mama Samuels, all the kids, T'Challa. I mean, the whole group. And um, we can't wait for the reunion. It's going to be so good. Monique, you're amazing. Everybody follow Monique Samuels. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much. Broadcast by-